0: Welcome to the Waffle Shop podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down.
0: Hello and welcome to The Waffle Shop Podcast. The podcast where myself and a wide range of guests have a waffle about mental health, life's challenges and those pet hates that really get on our nerves. I'm your host Taylor James, so join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Welcome to another episode of The Waffle Shop Podcast. Today I'm joined by a very, very special guest, the top celebrity dating expert, James Priest. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> Anytime. So it's probably obviously for the benefit of our um, listeners to pass over to say, you know, what what kind of thing that you actually do as a celeb- celebrity dating expert.
2: That's a very good question. People always ask me that <laughs> question because it's, it's semi ambiguous. What I do is I help busy single professionals, celebrity or otherwise, Navigate the very, very difficult path of finding love because things have changed over the last five to 10 years and not always for the best. So people are very, very frustrated when it comes to finding a partner. So my job is to work with them and to find them a good path and to get them a solution, which is always a long term relationship.
0: Wow. So I'm just going to throw it in there. Like I'm nowhere near a celebrity, but I could do with all the help I can get. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping to take something away from this.
2: I hope you do. I hope you do. I'll bring so you some how... tips and tips.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm here with my notepad and pen. Good, good. Um, so you've been like described as like the UK's version of Hitch. Yes. So do you get like? you know you must get messages all day every day in terms of like you know oh you know am I on a I'm going on a date like what do I do what do I say how do I compose myself are those the kind of questions that you're asked like kind of constantly
2: pretty much people ask me all sorts of things day and night through my Instagram from Facebook by email from my website people (laughs) want my help and the strange thing is I charge for my services. And a lot of people think I'm a free resource, like a helpline, they can just bring it up. <laughs> now I always help people who can't afford me. That's my rule. If people need my help, I will give it to them. But some people will ask me a question, followed by another question like, 10 minutes later, and it goes on for weeks. And I have to say, do you know what? What do you think for a living? <laughs> I'm just not charging you for this now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. But I, I do try and help people, but people need me at all different times. People would need me at the start of the process. Maybe they lack the confidence to go out dating. Maybe they're not meeting the right caliber of people that they want. Maybe their yeah. work gets in the way. Or maybe they're going on the first dates, so it's never even to a second date. Or maybe they're going really, really well and they've got no intention of blowing it. So they will text me when they're on a date, I text me before a date, text oh, me after God. a date. How do I leave a date that doesn't go very well and never ask my help? And they will notice <laughs> me this. The people have all different weird and wonderful questions for me and I love that because it challenges me all the time
0: one of the things I was about to say it's probably like a constant like you know you, you never know what to expect
2: you don't sometimes initially I've got a pretty good idea but things can change because you're dealing with, with real life people here and they can say and do anything when it comes to a date you've no idea you've got no control over it I'm not sitting there watching them well, yeah, I have done that in the past actually. Oh <laughs> I, God, no! It used to be that they pay me to sit near them in a, in a bar or a coffee shop, and I would observe them when they're on a date. So would. Did know the clue.
0: other person? I was about to say, did the other person know that they were being watched?
2: They had no idea because oh, it is no. Bad, it's bad enough being <laughs> yourself when you you know someone's watching you. If you want a date with someone that's got no clue, but we felt that was almost deceiving people. So then it advanced to getting recording iPhones and even at one point a recording pen. It will pick up the conversation wow. but that was too much like hard work it wasn't it wasn't great you might have seen on some dating shows that they have earpieces in and the expert gives them tells them what to say but i prefer them to be completely natural so what i do i offer a model yeah. dating service now where people can go on a date with one of my team and it's completely okay. practice date. in the same way if you're going to go for a job you might want to go for a some... it's
0: just like, kind of like an interview isn't it then yeah, kind of
2: thing. because datings are interviews and the better you become at them the more relaxed you're going to be, the better the conversation, the more chance of getting a second one. It's all just practice. So they'll go on a date in the coffee shop or a bar with one of my team, male or female, and they write back a report to me afterwards saying they need to work on their flirting or their conversational skills, or they didn't buy me a drink, whatever it might be. And then I know <laughs> it's very common. And then I know what areas and aspects I need to work with. Them on.
0: That's- i don't know i'm a little bit lost for words with that because <laughs> i didn't know that whole thing even existed i invented I it that's why <laughs> oh well, well there you
2: go that's yeah. amazing i spotted a gap in the market people were saying to me all the time i want to be better on dates i'm going things are going wrong but i've got no idea what i'm doing wrong so this is the best way to find out very quickly without having the pressure of me sitting there watching them yeah and it's very relaxing for informal. just a quick coffee and then they can get friendly feedback afterwards
0: I suppose it's quite satisfying then, like if you've kind of met someone like who's very nervous on dates, you know, like they're struggling, this, that, and the other, and then I guess it's kind of quite rewarding if you then see them, you know, then get a partner and then have you have any of your clients that kind of gone on to like then get married and have children? loads
2: of them. There was one supposed to get married this month and unfortunately that has gone on hold temporarily. Their mum paid for a package of Sessions for me about a year ago. And yeah. it was thanks to me that she met her partner. And then she sent me a message at the start of this year, so grateful for meeting you. And then her mum emailed me again back in May saying, James, I want you to know I paid for the package. And it was the best investment i have ever made in my daughter to find somebody. That's and I'm amazing. so proud. And I've got other, other people getting married this year as well. Whether they happen or not, I, who knows what's going to happen with weddings. I'm supposed to be going to one in December that I helped with. <laughs> and the invite hasn't arrived yet; they're stalling. But I've verbally been invited. I was the second person that found out that she was engaged, beyond her mum. So I'm very proud of that. It's the most—that's amazing. Thing. It is. I love my job. It's amazing.
0: So it's the amount of like kind of like happiness then you're bringing into like people's lives. It's 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 actually like a real like incredible thing.
2: It is. Everybody wants to find love. It's the most important thing that we need to have to feel nourished and feel our life is worth something. And that can just be self-love as well to some extent. Everyone yeah. needs to enjoy themselves and to, and to love their own life. If they're not happy and don't love themselves, then they're going to meet somebody who will fall in love with them. So when someone does go down the path and they decide they want to make a change, that is the most rewarding thing because whatever happens, they're going to make positive steps forward rather than being in this constant that. debate and frustration all the time. What do I do? Is it all my fault? Am I ugly? Am I too old to young, i it might be. And yeah. I make them realize. Also, I make them realize they're not alone. Many single people think they're the last one standing.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: And all their friends and family are all married off, <laughs> and they're on the singles table at a wedding, and they think there's no. All their friends won't go out with them because they've all got lives. I feel up.
0: like you're describing me, James. So that's,
2: steady, <laughs> <up>. <laughs> steady that's, <up. laughs> that's, that's my very point. That it's so common. <laughs> Everyone thinks that, but the reality is, millions and millions of singles out. Yeah. There. And a lot of married people are looking at you thinking, do you know what? I wish I had the life to be single
0: again. Just do you know what? And it's great It's quite, I'm, I can, I'm going to say it anyway, but there's quite a lot of my friends and kind of like family and married and stuff like that. And, you know, I used to think like, Oh, that was the lifestyle that I want. You know, I want to find someone I want to settle down with. And then I get described as being like too picky, you know, like I'm holding out for the right person. And I'm looking at kind of like these kind of couples and, you know, they having kind of like whatever struggles, but Some of them like are very miserable, should I say. And it's just kind of like, well, now it's kind of like the shoes on the other foot. And then now they're kind of like, oh, you know, I wish I was, you know, you living by yourself, you know, having, you know, the time to do this, the time to do that, not explain to anyone. It's like, yeah, it's nice. But now I'm at that stage where, you know, I'm achieving quite a few, you know, good things, you know, from the podcast, you know, with my career and stuff like that, that now I want to find someone to share those memories
2: with. Yeah, well, that, um, that is exactly it. You, It's a matter of compromise. It's not about settling for somebody just for the sake of it. Yeah. Many people do end up in long-term relationships out of routine, out of Definitely. habit, and because they're scared of being on their own. And the problem is people go into these thinking they're going to change the other person. And over time, they're going to stop them eating... Junk takeaways every single day. they to <laughs> go to the gym. They're going to change them. They're going to change their behaviour, the bad behaviour. But reality is, people don't really change unless no. something absolutely life-changing happens and makes them do that. And falling in love can cause that. But generally, you should never go into a relationship trying to change somebody because all you're going to do is have unmet expectations that aren't realistic, yeah. and you're going to be disappointed. So, in your case, there's no point settling for somebody just for the sake of it. But it no, is a balance. It depends. <laughs> it depends. Say you're too picky. Are you giving people
0: a chance? Um, okay. So I, I love going on dates. I love like the social aspect of it. I love talking to new people. I love meeting new people. And in that early stage, like I, I love it, you know, getting to know someone it's what comes next for me is what I struggle with is letting down my guard to let someone in for it to go like long term. Yeah. I've been in like various kind of awkward situations in the past where, you know, I'm not allowed to tell people who I'm with because it might upset other people. And I've always kind of felt like I'm second best in a way. Whereas now my confidence is a lot higher thanks to like, you know, like the podcast and like very other aspects of my life. Whereas now I think it's time for maybe those walls to come down a little bit.
2: (laughs) I don't know. You mentioned these walls, this very same wall you put around yourself to protect you. That is what is blocking you from meeting someone at the same time. And, again, this is sadly very, very oh. common. Many of my clients are wow. It's to protect yourself from getting hurt, isn't it? That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's, it's letting your guard down. Enough of the real you to come forward. So do you find sometimes you always play acting on a first date, trying to impress them too much, or trying to be too funny? It's not... I'm. I...
0: I hate awkward silences so I end up talking non-stop so there's times when I come away from the date or like I've you know I've gone to the bar or wherever and I'm like why are you talking so much why are you saying all this like just calm down kind of thing yeah. um but it is kind of like I'm you know playing this kind of character that like you know everything's okay like all oh, my life's going great kind of thing which to be fair like it's I feel like is that's kind of like what a first date is isn't it it's a kind of like it's kind of, in a sense, like kind of like showing off as to you know, what you've got to offer and stuff.
2: You are the product that you're selling and you want someone else to buy you. <laughs> and therefore you're advertising yourself. You've got to advertise yourself in the best way. Yeah. No one's going to be interested if you show all your weaknesses straight away. And everyone's got weaknesses. Everyone's got strengths. So on a first date, your job is to try and impress them. is to make them think, wow, this guy's amazing. I want to spend more time with him in the future. That's a simple goal. But if you're just rabbiting on and asking those questions and just talking about your wonderful life, you don't give them a chance to open up. Yeah. My, my two bits of advice for you on that. First of all, if you're self-conscious and you're thinking about what they're thinking about you and judging you and all these weird silences, you haven't really got time to make them feel special and then feel important. So try That's and be conscious, be conscious of them rather than yourself and you've got no time to be self-conscious. I'm going to cough now. <laughs> oh, excuse me. That's probably COVID from the beach that I've made. Yes. <laughs> God. <clears throat> it wouldn't be that quick. Sorry. me <laughs> in the microphone. Okay, I've moved it. So, and the second piece of advice to you is to spend 60% of the day just listening and answering questions. So, yeah. probably, only 40% should really be you doing all the talking. It should be showing interest in them and getting them to open up. I'm going to say that again. That didn't make sense. I've thrown myself now. But <laughs> <laughs> So 60% of the date should be you listening to the other person and 40% should be you talking about yourself. And that 60% can include you asking questions about themselves because people like people who like them. So your job is to find things you can flatter them on or to pay them compliments, whatever it might be. So they come away thinking, well, he really likes me. Therefore, people want to spend time with people that like them. And the second bit towards that is people like people who are like them. So the more things you can find in common with somebody you're going to the date, then the better. Because the more memories you're going to have, the more shared activities you're going to have. Find things that they're passionate about and then just jump on it. That's what it needs to be. And discover about them but let them know that how wonderful you are. But just find out how wonderful they are. I mean, why would you want to date them in the first place? You've got to find these things out.
0: That's actually some really solid advice there. <laughs>
2: Good. I would hope it's like
0: a man, I'll actually take that on board.
2: <laughs> please do that and in terms of awkward silences they are good they're just pauses for you to reflect on what you've been speaking about already you yeah don't, i
0: don't you, take them as that i literally was like oh okay like i have a tendency of kind of speaking at 100 miles an hour and then it's kind of it's it just ends up being this like i'm oversharing too much on the first date
2: yeah you need some mystery you need to reveal a bit about yeah. yourself. thinking of yourself as like an onion there's different layers. Showing the first couple of layers and you peel a bit off at the time, <laughs> whatever that might mean, whatever you want to say that.
0: Describe <laughs> myself as an onion.
2: exactly. <laughs> and the inside of it is the rookie, And you've got different layers to this. So you don't have to reveal yourself. You want the mystery. You want them to, a lot of magical chemistry that supposedly happens on dates. It's not yeah. always going to be love at first sight or lust at first sight. A lot of this chemistry happens between the dates. And that's when you're thinking about them. When you're yeah. wondering what they told you, how they're going to get on with your family, how they're going to get on with your friends, what will you do next time, where are you going to go on a holiday, where are you going to go on a honeymoon, wherever it might be, yeah. these are all ways of building the chemistry and what chemistry happens over time. So if you're not giving these people a chance, that's not going to happen naturally.
0: Yeah. How you, you touched upon then about like, you know, like what your friends and stuff like that, like in quite a lot of things, like my friends are my family, like I value their opinions, like sometimes too much. Um, and it's actually caused problems with, um, you know, the early stages of relationships for me. Um, what would you kind of suggest to someone who, you know, who whose friends are as heavily influenced, or their family are that heavily influenced? You know, like with their opinions, and I I, I don't know if I worded that like if no, that made sense. So
2: it's, it. it's a good question. I understand what you mean. But there's two sides to this because your family and friends, particularly your family, will always yeah. be your family and your close friends. They were there long before this partner came along, and hopefully they'll be there long after if things don't work out. So never neglect your partner. (laughs) Never never neglect your family or friends, because they are your social circle to look after you in all kinds of situations. It can be very tempting, particularly in the early days of dating someone new, to neglect them and to not call them as much, not see them as much, and make them feel second best, but always use them. Now, over time, they will have an influence, and they'll be able to say well, I really like that person, I really like her, she's great, or she's not. And you'll, you'll be influenced by that. But it is yeah. your opinion, it is your life, and ultimately they need to respect your choices. Only you can decide if that person is for you or not. But it's a good indication, if they clash with any of them, for whatever yeah. reason, that they're not the person for you. Because you're never going to stop being close to your family and friends, and nor should you. Mm.
0: I'll take that on board as well. <laughs> going this, like go through this mental mental checklist i've got i've prepared for
2: <laughs> <laughs> you need that but don't have a checklist when it comes to to finding a partner though people often have this long list of 10 20 things they must yeah. have a right to a partner and that's all that is again is just barriers and blockages and obstacles that are getting in your way from meeting somebody because nobody is perfect and there are certain things that absolutely have to be on there They're what i call the deal breakers for example if you're really into healthy Bit lifestyle type things like eating out, eating out, eating well, or going to the gym, then having someone who's a couch potato isn't a great match for you. That's not going to change. You need a lot of things. And if you're maybe you're you're religious or you're a vegetarian, these sort of things are obviously quite important. But be open minded. The more open minded you can be, the better. But have a rough idea about what you want because how do you know if you meet somebody, if they're the one, you've got no idea? And there's a further point to this, which is even more important. How do you know what is so special about you unless you think about it? What makes you so dateable? I'll ask you the question now. It's all very well to say, I want these things in a partner, but what do you, yeah. you have to offer? Can you give me some examples of things, reasons why someone would date you? Oh God. There you go. Why, that, why have you, you literally just threw this? I, oh, I, I, and I, I throw this question at all my clients recently. Um. And, and They've all paused and they've all t- been shocked by the question. And then thought, do you know what? That's a really, really valid point. What do I have to offer? By yeah. knowing what your USPs are, what you have to offer, that you can sell yourself. Again, it's like having your product. If you don't know what you're advertising,
0: how you and can how can it you like, sell it? Yeah, no, I mean that makes perfect sense.
2: Yeah. So maybe you're funny, maybe you're kind. Whatever it might be, it doesn't really matter. I'm not going to ask you to answer.
0: Completely. <laughs> I'm here, like in my yeah, in my head, just like, and um, what, what, do I, what can I offer?
2: <laughs> what can you offer? And, and I'm sure there's a hundred things. If you really think about it, we have to offer. Maybe you're a great cook. Maybe you're good with animals. Good with children. Obviously, you've got a close family bond. That's important. Yeah. But if you don't know, and your answer is I don't know, just me, then how's that other person ever going to know? You've got to sell yourself, and then when you do, you can really connect.
0: No, I love that. It literally speaks volumes to be fair yeah with um so now obviously we're in this really weird dating well not da- dating but like we're in this really weird time you know with lockdown and you know with the virus and stuff how has the dating scene been like for yourself as a like dating coach
1: in is it, it sh- a lot
0: of kind of like video calls and kind of has does it does it even exist
2: yes well pre-lockdown one of the biggest problems with dating was things like dating apps, where everyone was meeting with quick hookups. They weren't investing in getting to know the person. It was like, go on to WhatsApp. Do you want to meet up? Go for endless drinks. Either yeah. see them again or they don't see them again. And if it didn't work out, there's 10 more options they can go and meet the following week. Yeah. No one really cared about this. And lockdown happened, and bang, everyone's left on their own. And if they haven't got family and friends with them, they're on their own feeling very, very lonely. And they decided to realize, I really wish I had a partner now. All that time I've spent working on my career or myself, wherever it might be, isn't so important now. What I really want is someone to share this with, especially if we get a second wave. So at the start of lockdown, I was absolutely inundated with new clients and coaching clients from matchmakers that I work with. There was a huge, huge increase in people who were absolutely desperate. People who had been working with me seven years ago who were newly single decided, James, I need your help again. Or they've they split up with their partners. A lot of breakups happened at the start of lockdown. Yeah, They realized these aren't the people I want to spend the rest of my life with. I've been living with them for two weeks. Now, that's enough. Get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so that happened. And then yeah. over time, people evolved into, into virtual dating. And that's when you have the, the video camera comes on and you both see each other. And to start with, you haven't done that before. That's quite nerve-wracking. Yeah. But it's become a skill that everyone's learned now. It's become completely normal. And people have had great dates from it but it's not sustainable in the long term because the longer you do virtual dating for the less likely you are to meet up and to really connect in real life. You yeah. get
0: yeah, kind of used to like a certain level of kind of communication, don't you? If that's just yeah. all you have.
2: You do. And not just that, but they become a fantasy version of themselves because you're projecting ideas onto them because you're not seeing their flaws. You're thinking yeah. this person can be perfect. When you meet them in real life, it's never quite going to be the same as the fantasy, but they do serve a great way of getting to know someone initially but they're not date replacements. And now the lockdown's been easing, people are meeting up now. They're meeting up, for, going for walks, they're going for picnics, and they can go out. Big arms going to open again soon. And some of my clients have been cheating, getting very, very frisky on the first date in public. <laughs> and quite a few of them, because everyone's been so lonely for so long, they're jumping on each other. And that, that's, also, that's also because over this period of time, they're really invested in getting to know each other properly by video yeah. dates or by phone calls. They've had to get to know each other because they had no choice. And now, currently, I'm probably having my busiest month I've ever had in 15 years in terms of new client inquiries, people coming to me, people joining matchmakers, all these sort of things. Everyone's very, very optimistic about the future and wants to have somebody. because second wave might be coming. Now yeah. is the time to reflect and to reboot and to get on with this. So times are changing, but I really believe it's for the best. We've got more gratitude. We've got more appreciation. Oh, 100%. Yeah, there's so much more we can appreciate in life. And even our friends and family we can't see, we appreciate them all the time. And I hope this carries on. I hope this lasts the distance because it's a wonderful place to be now.
0: I hope so. Because it's literally this lockdown has like, like personally has done me wonders. Mm. It's, you know, I never, ever kind of take time for myself. Um, so what this whole lockdown's done, is forced me to actually concentrate on myself. You know, I've processed a lot of, you know, things that have happened Um and I, I feel sh- mentally stronger than what I was, than what I did feel in January. So I feel like now is the kind of time where, you know what, I know what I want. I know what I'm worth kind of thing. And now I'm ready to kind of find someone that is, matches me on that level.
2: That's fantastic. That's exactly right. So, and, and that's whether that what...
0: happens or not is, is another well, thing. But
2: I'm going to ask you a question then. What are you doing about it?
0: Um. So, not a lot. What's <laughs> going to be gonna change it? You don't take
2: action.
0: I need to kind of. What one thing this lockdown has taught me is to get out of my comfort zone, and good things happen when you do that. I mean, this podcast is prime example of that. Like, never did I expect it was to going to go to this level already, and that's just by taking that first step out of my comfort zone and throwing myself out there. So, if I can do that in other aspects of my life, whether it's you know you know my love life career and you know stuff like that, I'm hoping it's going to have the same effect. Obviously, it doesn't happen overnight, so I'm hoping to apply that same kind of logic. Hmm.
2: That
0: is- the, whether whether it happens, whether it doesn't happen I, I I don't know, but there's um there's I'm sure there's someone out there for me.:
2: <laughs> Of course there is. You've got absolutely the right mindset. I believe in the law of attraction. Whatever you do in life, whatever you think about, you're going to attract back. So the more action you can take towards something, the more positive attitude, the more you can imagine being with somebody, the more likely it is to happen. And again, this has worked in every area of my life so far. You have good days, you have bad days, you get frustration, you get joy, you get all these different emotions. But in the long run, you've got to remember that there is someone out there for everybody. In fact, 93% of people do end up in long-term relationships in life at some point. So long as you take action maybe go on some dating apps and when events open up get yourself out there again and yeah. take the action it's true for anyone listening as well there are people absolutely everywhere desperate to meet you who want proper long-term relationships and they're going through the yeah. same emotions the same wondering the same things as you are now and they love to meet you just be the best version of yourself and put yourself out there and then you can't fail
0: oh, i love that what, um, so what would you advise someone who has been speaking to someone you kind of, you know, you've, you've been on a couple of dates and you're kind of on and are and about taking that next step, like from a confidence point of view and kind of, you know, people's opinions and, you know, you're scared of upsetting other people. Like what would, what would you advise?
2: I would advise you to have a long chat with your potential partner and see what their, where their heads are. Do they see a future in you? Do they want the same things, the same goals, same values in life? If you want to get married and they never do, that's not going to go anywhere. Then yeah. you, if you're not really that into them, set them free to meet somebody else. But don't live your life to please somebody else. I mean a partner as well, yes. your family or friends. Live for yourself and do what you want to do and take things completely at your pace that you're happy with. Never rush into anything in life that you're not completely in control or happy with. Now, love is about taking risks. If you want to give it a go, absolutely give it a go. You never know how things are going to grow over time. Uh, don't reject somebody just for the sake yeah. you lack the confidence or a bit of anxiety because if they really really like you, they'll work with you on that and they'll go at your yeah. place and they'll help you along the process.
0: I like that as well. I'm going to write that one down.
2: Write that one down. <laughs> James
0: is what, um, <laughs> you mentioned earlier about like the the dating apps. Are you a fan of them? Because obviously quite a lot of you know like you've got like the you know Tinder and you know like Bumble and stuff like that. Like, are you a fan of those?
2: Yes and no is the answer to that question. They've killed off a lot of long-term romance until now. Yeah, it's, People go on there, you're basing your decisions on one person. Do you like their picture? Do you like their, yeah. their profile? And most people don't sell themselves in the right way. And they're horrendous for that. And getting, the whole, getting them to go out on a date is horrendous. The positive side of this, it does open up channels for you. If you've got good pictures, you've got a good profile, you know how to contact people, you will get loads of dates. And it's wonderful yeah. why you're doing that. But people do it completely wrong. And they want you to do it wrong, these apps, because the longer you spend on the apps failing, then the more money they're going to make in the long run, the more upsells, the more upgrades you're going to have. They're not telling you the secrets of how to make this work. They'll allow you to add bad pictures. They'll allow you to keep messaging poor quality messages. Yeah. So, yes, they can work. If you're newly single, fresh on the dating scene, absolutely go on the apps, have a, some fun. If you are someone looking for something more serious, you can do them, but my advice is to do everything you possibly can all at once. If it going to friends' parties, ask your friends for help, go on online dating sites, go to singles events, do dating apps, do everything, but yeah. if you just want a bit of fun, that's what the apps are for
0: there's one one thing that I wanted to say, again you keep like leading on to this really nicely, like you know when when people are like they're not selling themselves, and quite a, we're living in quite a superficial kind of time at the minute where everything's based on appearance, you know you know what car you drive, what shoes you wear, you know all these kind of things. You know, with these people who kind of may not be feeling the best version of themselves, you know, they're, you know, they're feeling like they're they're too fat, they're too thin, they're too tall, they're too small, you know, those kind of things. Like, what would you, is there any advice you could give to someone who, you know, who may be feeling those things going into the dating scene?
2: Yes, absolutely. Everybody feels the same thing. Even the most confident people out there still feel insecurities and still feel they hate the idea of being rejected. The most brash, overconfident people are the ones that probably deeply insecure deep down. No one wants to be rejected. Nobody is perfect. We've all got our weaknesses. If you feel completely unfit and it's making you unhappy, then do go to the gym. It's something to do. It's, it's a distraction. Yeah. If you've got no hobbies and your whole life is sitting watching Netflix, as people are right now, then go for a walk every day. Go and see new things. Life is about adventure and trying new things to be the best version of you you can. Yeah. But don't try to be perfect because nobody is. In the same way, don't look for somebody to be perfect either because you're never going to get that because no one's perfect. The most stunning models out there who look amazing only look so because of their weird diets or because they're looking good in different photos or
1: weird
2: angles. And they've got just as miserable (laughs) lice as As all of us. Yeah. I should probably reframe that, shouldn't I? Reframe (laughs) that. They've got just the same sort of crazy lives as everybody else. Yeah, And don't let yourself be held down by negative thinking because people are attracted to different things it's not just about how amazingly good looking you are many women are more interested in how funny you are or how intelligent you are or how much money you've got or how much power you've got or whether you're really really good at at cooking or playing the dogs whatever it might be (laughs) different things it's not always about looks so many people say to me that i don't really judge a book by its cover i'm not looking for someone amazing but he someone who makes an effort in life and makes them feel important.
0: Well, it's not, it's a, I think it's a very, very valid point. You know, not everyone is perfect. There is, like you said, there is someone out there for everyone.
2: There is. So, you can't let this hold you back. I'll give you an example. Somebody approached me today they want to work with me. And they said, they don't want to have any photos taken because they're scared of having looking pictures. They hate their pictures themselves. And I said, are you really going to let that hold you back? Are you really going to let that hold you back from meeting someone else and meeting someone amazing? And he said, "You're right. It's an excuse I'm telling myself
1: just yeah. to avoid
2: it." I hate looking at pictures of myself. I know I look fine, but still, I'm such an inner critic. Who says, "Oh, don't like that." Yeah, there's
0: always something, difficult. isn't there?
2: There's always always an excuse not to do something. There's always maybe next year, maybe next month. But the time has changed now. We've had that period to reflect and to review yeah. ourselves. How much longer are you going to wait? Are you going to wait another six months? Wait till there's to january wait till the summer next year life is very very short it could be over tomorrow embrace every moment and take every opportunity to have a fun wonderful exciting life it's a blessing
0: i completely agree with you there that that's incredible it's an incredible outlook to have um there's what there's one final thing that i wanted to ask you about and it's kind of going back to kind of you know that that feeling of like you're not good enough and stuff like that like a lot of people to be fair like like myself um i'm scared of getting out of my comfort zone i'm kind of scared of that kind of rejection in a way like what would you kind of advise someone who you know who is scared of rejection who is you know like scared of putting themselves out there just in case you know they're either i don't want to say laughed at but you know like that kind of it's not made with, this, you don't receive the same energy that you put into it.
2: Rejection is very, very common in life. But the thing to remember, it's not personal. Everybody likes different things and has different types. That's why there's a hundred flavors of ice cream out there. If everyone wanted chocolate, then they'd just make chocolate, wouldn't they? So That's don't very keep true. Look, <laughs> they could be rejecting you down to their own insecurities. Maybe they're going for issues. Maybe they don't feel good enough. Maybe they feel unfit. Maybe they want you date people that are blonde or brunette, whatever it might be. That's their choice. And you know what? They haven't wasted your time. Wonderful. I used yeah. to be an actor and I was told that the way to get jobs is to walk in doors and is to be a salesman. Because the more doors you knock on, the more people you talk to, the better you're going to get at this. You're one step closer to a young yeah. So if you're scared of approaching people and talking to them, then approach 100 people a day. And then by the end of it, you have some good conversations that made you realize it's so much easier than you thought it was. And, and dating apps with most people for guys in particular, they're not great way of contacting people because there's nine men for every woman on most of these apps. So if someone does write back to you, they'd be proud of that. If someone does want to meet you, then wonderful. They're taking time out of their busy diary to come and meet you. Give them a yeah. good time. Don't worry about yourself. Don't worry about this. Just everyone's got their own old issues. Enjoy it and have fun with the whole process because dating's supposed to be fun. If it's not fun, you're doing it wrong.
0: That's incredible. I've, I've, I've never thought of it like as this kind of not as a business but there's so much kind of that you feel like you're on your own when you're going on a date or you know like you're feeling but then there's there's obviously clearly millions of people out there who's feeling exactly the same way you do mm-hmm. um and yeah it's it, it baffles me sometimes that you kind of forget like because this whole feeling of like isolation is kind of new but then there's quite a uh, once you know speaking from personal experience now i've kind of gone in on myself and tried to like reevaluate things i've isolated myself like whether it's mentally physically for such a huge period of time before we actually went into physical lockdown because of the virus so i do think now's the time to work on yourself and break down those kind of barriers and get out there
2: it is you've got nothing to lose whatsoever giving it a go there's nothing to lose you don't know somebody before you speak to them before you meet them yeah if it doesn't go well, don't know them afterwards, you've lost nothing. All you can do is have a good, funny interaction with somebody yeah. and, and use it as a way to make their lives a bit funnier, a bit better. And then you're, you're enhancing their lives and that's a great takeaway.
0: It's like that old saying, isn't it? It's like, yeah, I'd rather regret something that I have done than what I haven't.
2: It is. People will have so many regrets when it comes to dating. They might go to a party and then really like someone across the room and then be scared to go and talk to them and then yeah. regret the next week and torment themselves and beat themselves up. I wish I'd spoken to them. Now that person might not be a good match, but the very fact you didn't speak to them is worse than the fact that you did. Yeah. So you've got to go for it and just take opportunities when they come, and the, the universe will present opportunities to you. So just take them and make the most <laughs> of them. Realise, don't don't just close yourself down to these things. It's 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 normal to do that, but just say yes to things you want to do. Say no to things you don't want to do as well. If it really makes you uncomfortable, then don't do it. Do something else. Yeah. Don't torment yourself because you've got to enjoy life. <laughs>
0: Okay, I've got one final question for you. Do you believe in love at first sight?
2: That's a fantastic question. And the answer to that is no. And the the reason is more chances than not, it tends to be lust at first sight. Yeah. Now, okay, love at first sight can happen, but it's also a bit of a myth that stops people finding happiness. So really why it can happen sometimes. Most times it is just lust. I Do really think they're really fit? oh, I love you, I love you, I love you. And people get love-bombed so quickly and they rush into a relationship. Oh, you're amazing, I love you, I'll spend the rest of my life with you. Two weeks later, are they ghosting me? What's going on? They've they've caught them, they've got them interested and then the the endorphins wear off, the little bit of adrenaline is not there anymore, they don't care and that's what happens. But, But love at first sight isn't really something that happens only in movies. You have to work at it and both compromise and take time getting to know somebody. There's a thing called the familiarity principle. The longer you spend getting to know somebody, the more likely you are to like them. And then yeah. you are in love because you've got more shared stories, you've got more things in common, you create memories together. So no. <laughs> and do I believe in soulmates is probably a similar question to that. And the answer is yes, but they become a soulmate over time. Yeah. People are brought into your life, they're not always in there for a long time, but you'll learn something new from every person that you speak to. And you can have more than one soulmate, you have more than one love in your life if you really want to. But by focusing on that one person and embracing that, then you're going to be happy. You're going to have a long-term, happy, successful relationship.
0: Amazing! I've absolutely loved this. Thank you so much for joining me, James. I yeah, really, really lovely. appreciate it.
2: I've loved talking to you. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> and there it is, another episode of the Waffle Shop Podcast. A huge thank you to my special guest this week, James Priest make sure you check out his brand new podcast and love machine on apple and spotify if you're liking what you're hearing don't forget to subscribe and i'll see you
2: next week